Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Asselson. Thank you for joining me here on Locked on Coyotes, another late-night edition here, a late-night post-game edition as the Coyotes took on the Washington Capitals on Veterans Day. I hope um, everybody had a chance to uh, honor the veterans of this great country as uh, we do on this holiday, and I think sometimes it can get a little lost uh, in the shuffle, but uh, always a great time to honor the veterans and and help us who who have helped us uh, build a country that has allowed us to do so many great things and um and really you know find out who we are and and be able to understand uh, what we want in life and whether um, you agree or disagree with uh, each other what's going on in the political climate i mean there's uh, things that everybody does we're glad that uh, the veterans were here to make sure that we have those opinions and, and that we can um, have the chance to make the change that we're looking for without um, being at least brutally knocked down. Not that uh, there is an obstacle still in the way, uh, but uh, it's not a situation that you're seeing like in Hong Kong and, and things of that nature. So um, just a thank you to all the veterans and uh, a thank you to the Arizona Coyotes for finally breaking out of their slump. They had lost three in a row, but had come back to pick up a victory, and it was not a pretty one in the nation's capital as the Arizona Coyotes, who uh, came in and uh, had a lot of confidence, right, uh, in terms of the way they've played early in games and uh, getting those leads. But uh, coming into the night, they had blown four straight leads in the third period, and they did it again tonight as... Went into the third period up 3-1. They were up 3-0 at one point. But uh, go in down 3-0. Or go up 3-0, excuse me, um, at one point. 3-1 in the third. And it was all washed away. And nearly an, an overtime loss. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, right now the Coyotes uh, most importantly pick up that victory. And are... Uh, I think that's a that's a good feeling for them, right? Yes, they've blown five straight leads, but it's two points is two points, and they're not. It's the old saying: they don't ask how, they just ask how many. And uh, right now, the Coyotes have ten wins, and uh, in seasons past, it took a long time for the Coyotes to get to that ten win mark. Right now, they have a record that um, reflects, I think, the way they've played. Uh, definitely not over the last week, and like we talked about, it's. Kind of about throwing that last week into the trash, try to get rid of some of those bad habits. Clearly the one of uh, those bad habits, which is blowing leads, hasn't gone away just yet. But uh, the Coyotes do pick up the two points and get rid of that three-game losing streak. Goals in the game. Uh, Keller in the first period at 14-15. Uh, despite going into the break, they had uh, the shots lead, they being the Coyotes, 14-12. Actually got knocked down to 13-12 to 12 officially. But man, it sure felt like they got outplayed in that first period. But they do get the first goal, 14-15 from Keller. And then uh, start the second period. Christian Fisher, 10 seconds in, gets his first of the year. It was a goal that uh, had to be reviewed. The puck was in the glove of uh, Samsonov. And he had reached back and is uh, clearly in the replay over the crossbar. You could see the puck in his glove and over the goal line. And then 35 seconds later, 
Michael Grabner scores to put the Coyotes up 3-0. It seemed like they were cruising. Um, that is the shortest time in between goals in Coyotes history. Um, Ev- Evgeny Kuznetsov scores his seventh at 8:47. So into the breakup 3-1, and you got to be feeling good about yourself. And uh, it's a point where, okay, come out, play some lockdown hockey, probably akin to what you saw from the Coyotes against the Oilers. Now the Oilers, again, ended up tying that game. It was a 2-1 game, but I kind of play that same style. But Genny Kuznetsov scores at 2-23. And after that, the Coyotes were pretty much on their heels the rest of the third period. And the Coyotes are struggling to get the puck out of the zone off a not necessarily a drawn-up face-off play, but Tom Wilson gets to a loose puck off the face-off. Gets the cycle going and eventually ends with TJ Oshie putting the puck in the back of the net. And so uh, at 18.44, TJ Oshie ties the game. And it looked like for a second there that he was going to win the game. He came in, and I had saw the play live, and I thought it was offside. And when I had saw it, I kind of said to myself, that looked offside. And uh, luckily, they reviewed it, and sure enough, it was. Um, took a couple angles to find the best one, but I think even on the TV replay, you could see that, or on the uh, original hard cam replay, you could see that it was not uh, where it did not look right. So, offside is called. The Coyotes survived the rest of overtime, and then in the shootout, goals from Nick Schmoltz and Connor Garland, a couple saves. On TJ Oshie and Evgeny Kuznetsov, and I'm glad that uh, Vertaka didn't play around in the shootout. He sent his, uh, at the moment, really, when you think about it, his two best forwards, Nick Schmaltz and Connor Garland, they both score. And the Arizona Coyotes break a three-game losing streak, and uh, not only a three-game losing streak against any team, against the league's best team, the second straight year the Coyotes have won in the nation's capital. So a great time. Uh, for the Coyotes, now the tough part, they got to go on the road. They go to St. Louis. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But uh, just a, a good start to the road trip. I don't think you feel great about it. Uh, the way the game, the end of the game, right? I mean, you, you like the way it ended, but the end of the game leading to the shootout, definitely not the way the Coyotes want to close it down. So very nearly four in a row, the Coyotes uh, escape with the two points. Kind of a tough scheduling um, with where they're at. But again, once they get back home um, after the trip to Minnesota on Thursday, they have a lot of time at home and very close to home. Really only road trips uh, to Vegas and to Los Angeles in about a 20-day stretch. So the Coyotes uh, in good position right now. A good start to this road trip. Uh, you got to think, if they go on the road and they beat St. Louis tomorrow... (laughs) I mean, what does that say about this team, right? Just the the grit that they have, the ability to go out and just fight every night and take it to the best teams in the league. Now, again, the Coyotes are playing to their opposition, whether for better or for worse. But at the same time, I don't think it is that big of a deal right now, right? I think once you get into March, April, those areas, um, you want to make sure you're not squandering points. And again, I, I hope you hope that it doesn't turn into that situation where, okay, it's 
you know, you look back at the calendar, the Coyotes could have used those two points against Minnesota and those two points against Columbus and could have taken that extra point against Calgary. You hope that isn't the case, but um, all you got to do is uh, really, you just have to go out there and you have to just continue to continue to compete, find a way to raise your game against those teams you should bury. Uh, but right now the Coyotes, they're looking good and... Um, if they can control the way, if they can put together a 60 minute game, that seems to be the issue. The 60 minute game. The second they figure out how to do that, this team will be off and running. So we'll see if they build themselves a big lead on not a lot of rest against the St. Louis Blues. But again, if they can build that lead, find a way to play that 60 minute game, it could be the most dangerous team, at least in the Western Conference. Now, the Arizona Coyotes on their way. To Missouri, hopefully they either have landed or will be landing soon, but it's going to be a tough game against the St. Louis Blues, who have been on an absolute tear. wouldn't say a slow start to the season. Again, we're 18 games in. It's not like that deep into the year, but um, I don't think the start was uh, necessarily the way the Blues were hoping it would be. I think, uh, I wouldn't say a Stanley Cup hangover, but... Maybe just a step behind uh, to start the first couple weeks of the season. But, man, have the Blues stepped on the gas pedal as they have won seven in a row. And a team that, yeah, looks like the defending Stanley Cup champions. And I don't know if in recent years I've seen a Stanley Cup champion come out and be as dominant eh, maybe that's not the right word but I just feel like the blues have come out and absolutely are, are better than they were last year it's it's crazy to say that but I think sometimes maybe the Blackhawks I think the Blackhawks the year after 2015 they came out they looked great and they ended up losing in the first round so yeah the Blackhawks I mean they they came out but they ended up losing so the blues are a team that i feel like in recent memory are, have come out and just absolutely uh, started kicking the doors down and washington had that saint last year too i think at the beginning of the year they were really uh, kind of beating the brakes off of some teams but um yeah st louis ever since again that first week wasn't uh or the first couple weeks weren't necessarily the prettiest um Lost to Washington on opening night on the banner raising ceremony. They went out, defeated uh, Dallas, Toronto, and Ottawa. But after that, went on a little bit of a skid. Lost uh, four in a row, including two losses to Montreal in seven days. And uh, then after after that, it uh, looks like they did some soul searching. And uh, again, not that it was that deep into the season they needed to do soul searching. But they figured out, kind of worked out the kinks a little bit. And all of a sudden... Here comes the tear, right? So after that loss to Montreal on the 19th of October, a win over Colorado, Los Angeles, then a loss to a Bruins, or to the Bruins, not a Bruins, the Bruins, then a win over Detroit in overtime on the second night of a back-to-back after they played in Boston, then a 2-1 win, a kind of a good grinded-out win uh, for them, then defeating Columbus in OT, Minnesota again in OT, St. Louis goes to Vancouver, beats them in overtime. So uh, three straight overtime games. Then they beat Edmonton. Then they beat Calgary in overtime. And now they're back home a couple days off. And then they play the Coyotes again 
on Tuesday. So a team that after a loss to the Boston Bruins in a Stanley Cup Finals rematch have been uh, running through teams. And I wouldn't say that they're just absolutely dominating teams, but uh, at least score-wise, right, you kind of you see the score and you're like, well, they didn't really take over that game. And But every time I've watched them, they've looked like a well-structured team. Did get a chance to catch them against Edmonton. They played them extremely well. Uh, Calgary crawled back into it, but St. Louis ultimately closed that out. So, again, the Coyotes get an opportunity to end another winning streak and a streak that I think... Um, if the Coyotes can go on this road trip and end two streaks, I mean, how impressive is that, right? A team that has had a hard time closing out games, feels that they should have a lot more points than they do, but what's what's a better way to kind of forget a week than going out and just taking it to the defending Stanley Cup champions? Again, kind of a weird schedule for the Coyotes, but if they can survive this, and I think, so you win the first game, right? All you need is one more point to go 500 on a road trip. If they pull a point out of St. Louis and two out of Minnesota, if you can get five out of six on this road trip, unbelievable road trip. I think it's a possibility. I think I think they could put St. Louis um, into a, I wouldn't say a tough spot, but they could compete with them. I think the Coyotes are a team that has been on the road so much. They've been tested a lot and, and just traveling in a weird, a weird schedule for them that, I wouldn't say it doesn't bother them because I think that's an incorrect statement, but I think they understand and they're used to it and they know kind of how to get fight out of the lag and, and fight out of kind of the, the tough travel schedule. So uh, against St. Louis going up against some good forwards right now, David Perron has revitalized his career since coming back to St. Louis. He's a point per game guy at the moment. O'Reilly leads the team with 19 points. Uh, Braden Shen Back to true form. He's at 16 points. Alex Petrangelo with 16. Jaden Schwartz with 14. Uh, Tarasenko is a point-per-game guy until his injury. And that's another amazing thing. Tarasenko goes down, and the Blues haven't missed a beat. So, uh, And even some of their uh, some of their uh, new acquisitions, right? Justin Falk, he's got six points. Uh, so it's just a, a thing where the Coyotes are or the Blues, excuse me, are coming out. They're playing so well under Craig Berube. Uh, Jordan Bennington back to form. Uh, two nine three save uh, goals against average. Nine two two save percentage. It's just been a an absolute, uh, just an absolute structured game, and uh, just the the way they dominate opponents and the way they can control the game. Now the Coyotes are a team that they like to control the game as well. Be interesting to see. I think both teams really like to possess the puck, be patient with their attack. They're not just going to take the puck and try to fling it up the ice. That's what the Capitals were trying to do all night long. They wanted to kind of test the Coyotes' speed. And I think for the Western Conference, comparably, the Coyotes are one of the faster teams. But, man, the speed in the East, and especially on that Capitals team, I don't know if it was a mix of maybe a little jet lag, maybe them being tired. Again, kind of a wacky travel schedule. But they looked uh, a step slower. And uh, they did get the win. Auntie Ranta helped them out. But the Blues, I think the Coyotes match up a little bit better, especially with the way their legs are. But it's a physical team, too. The Coyotes faced a, f- a physical attack from the Capitals, and Capitals knocked them around a little bit. So 
it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Coyotes do if they come out and they can stay motivated. Again, I don't think they're going to have a problem staying motivated. It's just what are those legs going to be like? And uh, for the Coyotes, it'll be uh, an interesting an interesting game, to say the least. If they can get a point out of it, it'll be magical. If they can get two points out of this, uh, you got to think they're, they're feeling high going into Thursday's matchup with Minnesota. So... Uh, uh, a tough stretch, but it's one of those where you just got to look and say, okay, once you get through with it, you're in a good spot schedule-wise and, and get a chance to play some home games, get to go home and sleep in your own bed at night, relax a little bit on the off days, and uh, see what uh, is next uh, into the schedule as December rolls around. And um, uh, some of those things that the Coyotes need to work on, I think, is defensively just making sure they're picking up bodies in front. Uh, that game-winning goal, both Kuznetsov and TJ Oshie were all alone. I know it's six on five, but nobody picked them up. So uh, defensively, just kind of stay in structured, know where you're at, know who's behind you. And uh, and offensively, I think they're doing a, a good job. I think it's just continuing to keep the foot on the gas. Just get that extra one. Get that one more to put that game out of reach. And uh, so we'll see what uh, the Coyotes can bring up against the Blues. And uh, guys, I want to take a second here on the podcast, and, and we need to talk about something. And talking about something is sex. Sex, a little awkward, right? Remember the days when you were always ready to go, you had that special someone in your life, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter what they were wearing, you know, what the situation was. You were all ready to go. And... Sometimes, does it feel that way as much anymore? Maybe not, but there is a uh, product for you, and it is, uh, product is Blue Chew, and you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bedroom that you've been looking for. Go to BlueChew.com, and yeah, Blue Chew, and the blue is like the color blue, or the St. Louis Blues, spelled kind of the same way. Team the Coyotes play tomorrow night. Uh, it brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as some of the other uh, leading brands such as uh, Viagra and Cialis. And you can take them anytime. It doesn't matter. It can be 8 a.m. It can be noon. You never know when your partner's feeling frisky. That could be 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. If you need a pop one, you can do it. You can do it on a full stomach. It could be right after dinner. Um, and they're chewable, they work twice as fast, um, you're ready at almost a moment's notice. Um, so, uh, and this isn't for somebody who just can't perform, right? I mean, if, you know, it's been a long day, it might take a couple seconds, you can just uh, pop that pill in your mouth. Even if you're the healthiest guy in the world, you can pop that in there, and uh, sometimes it's round two, sometimes it's round three, right? I Sometimes I can't get past round two. I can just pop one of those in, and I am ready to go. And the best part, a couple best parts, made in the USA, and they ship directly. So it's cheaper from getting it from a pharmacy, and you can get it prescribed online and shipped straight to your door. Discreet packaging. Nobody's peeking around trying to figure out what's in the box. It's discreet. You don't have any awkward doctor's visits. Um, don't have to talk to your partner about the awkwardness just get the get blue chew and you are ready to go now right now special deal for you the listener 
You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Yeah, just like the Locked On MLB Network, teaming up with those guys to get you some Blue Chew. Again, first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Just pay the $5 shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Coyotes. And like we always do here on Locked On Coyotes, we finish up the show wrapping up uh, around the league. Nothing too crazy tonight. Only two games. And obviously the one, the Coyotes, over the Capitals in the shootout. The other, the Hurricanes, finally getting off the schneid. 8-2 shellacking. Anders Nilsson had a great week last week. He was 3-0. Not such a good start uh, to this week as the Hurricanes, again, pile on eight goals. Ajo scores twice. The Zingle scores against his former team. Dougie Hamilton gets his eight. Joel Edmondson gets his first of the season. And as a Hurricane, Will Fogle scored 44 seconds in the game. So, Senators buried it from the beginning. And the Hurricanes get off the schneid. They get their 10 wins, their 10th win, just like the Coyotes. And an 8-2 win. When we recorded yesterday for the Sunday special, it was uh, somewhat early in the evening. So, um, some of the finishes, I know we stopped at. Uh, Devils, Canucks, Golden Knights, Red Wings, the finals from those last night. Devils do beat the Canucks 2-1, so no scoring from the point we left off. The Red Wings do take down the Golden Knights. Blackhawks over the Maple Leafs, and Michael Hutchinson gets released, or uh, placed on waivers. So, uh, tough night for him. Got the loss and placed on waivers. The Flyers, they get their 10th win. The Flyers aren't looking too bad right now in a shootout 3-2 over Boston. And then the Oilers pile it on the Ducks 6-2. Um, including McDavid. He had another beautiful goal. When doesn't he score those? He had a hat trick as he scored a power play goal at 13-25. So a hat trick for Connor McDavid. Koskinen gets the win. Gibson, again, I think he's starting to wear down a little bit a little early. And the Ducks uh, have struggled mightily since they got off to a great start in the first couple of weeks. Uh, They've lost two in a row. They're 3-6-1 in their last 10. So not the most ideal situation for them, but... Uh, all it takes is uh, a couple of wins, and they're back into the race, especially with how tight the Pacific Division is. Take a look at the standings. Uh, Washington, they do get a point, so they stay at 30, still the best in the East and the NHL. Not too much movement. The win of the or the Flyers' win on Sunday bumps them to third place in the Metro with 22 points. Islanders holding that second spot with 25. In the Atlantic, Boston with 25 points. Toronto with 22, and Montreal with 21. The wild cards held by Pittsburgh and Florida, but uh, the Hurricanes also have 21 points. So um, the only reason they're not in the second wild card spot as it stands, they've played one more game than Florida, but again, everybody plays 82 games, so that won't matter. Following that, Buffalo, who's on a four-game losing streak, uh, starting to kind of fall off the cliff a little bit earlier than they did last year. Tampa Bay's won two in a row, so they're starting to jump back in kind of quietly. The Rangers, their overtime loss yesterday, they have 16. Columbus with 15. New Jersey, Ottawa, and Detroit round out the bottom of the East. In the West, again, St. Louis in first, 27. Colorado National hold place. Uh, Again, only one team 
from the Pacific Division playing tonight. That was Arizona. So Edmonton and Calgary still hold the top two spots. Arizona with the win jumps into third place with 22 points and a chance to maybe even leapfrog into second place, depending on how Calgary does on Tuesday. Vancouver, they've lost three in a row. They're at 21 points. Winnipeg also at 21 points along with Vegas, so kind of tight in that wild card race. And then Anaheim, losers of two straight with 19 points. Dallas, overtime loss on Saturday. They have 18. Chicago has 16. San Jose with 15. They've won three in a row. Um, teams are starting to kind of slow down in front of them. The Sharks could make a, a big streak and all of a sudden turn themselves back into contention. Minnesota, 13 points. They played the Los Angeles Kings, who hold the last place spot in the Western Conference on Tuesday. So, again, appreciate you listening in to Locked On Coyotes tomorrow. Um, it'll be another late pod. We'll talk about the uh, Blues uh, matchup, uh, the post game of the Blues matchup, as the Coyotes head to St. Louis. Talk about all the news and notes from there. And again, busy, kind of a busy night in the NHL tomorrow. It'd be a good chance to, for everybody to kind of catch up on some games, get a little bit closer. As it uh, looks like about eight games, nine games tomorrow. Uh, and uh, again, in Arizona, no daylight savings time. So um, games that would be at seven Pacific time are now eight Arizona time. So uh, good for me as we're probably going to be recording the pod get a chance to uh, watch some of these late games as we record. So uh, be excited to talk to you. So once again, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at S-A-S-K-E-L-S-O-N-9-6. That is Saskelson96. The show on Twitter at L-O underscore Coyotes. Again, at L-O underscore Coyotes. Really appreciate you listening in. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. And once again, I hope you stay locked on Coyotes.